I mean the John Brownification of Amperoo yesterday. Yeah. Start your subway engines. It's time for RuPaul's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week of chaos. I'm Noah. My pronouns are he, him. And my agenda this week is the Grand Insliviter. And she is just so skinny that when she turns to the side, she disappears. Sliviter? Insliviter? No, yeah. Yeah, because she's sliving. She's slaying and living and being an inquisitor. And I actually, I did make a visual aid to sort of communicate what I was thinking about that picture. Because people mm -hmm. people were like, oh, how did the inquisitor survive being stabbed? Well, that's the thing. He wasn't stabbed. He's so skinny that when he turned to the side, the blade missed him. And then he just played dead for the rest of the show up until now. He he has been working on we won't post that visual aid on social media. Um, he has been working on it for like hours. Like it didn't take me hours. I was just perfecting it. Like yeah, I added heels. He was giving um, a TED a talk about it. Like it was, it's been, I knew it, what no, his gender like, was going to be. Cause I saw it happen. It's the insulation. It's like they're sliving and they're also employed by the empire. I, I just want all of our listeners to know that the two cis people are in the same air. Like, vicinity right now and i think it's very toxic and i don't want to <laughs> we yeah. we did say we were going to be really annoying tonight and i i think so far i've really lived up to that expectation i'm mel i use they them pronouns you can find me on social media at melvin culpa and on tiktok at grunkle rex and my gender this week <laughs> is reva playing among us in real life so true. <laughs> She's a bit of a sussy baka when you think about She's it. A bit of a sussy Please. baka when you think about it. Yeah, Anyways. we did watch it, and Mel, when that happened, Mel looked over at me and said, "My gender this week is gonna be sussy baka Riva." So I'm kind of sad you didn't go with that, but Why I like the energy. I will say I want someone to take the scene where she's fighting Vader and dub the Among Us theme over it. So if any of you want to get on that little project, I'd love to see it. Reva is imposter, not clickbait. I, don't I want that. I want the the do But I want it to be specifically in the scene where all of the Inquisitors are in their gay little fortress and so Fifth Brother being a bitch, and she's like, "Actually, you're a fucker." No, because that little table is just, that's their emergency meeting They're calling a meeting! Oh my god, this is just like Among Us. My name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh, fresh with A-P-H. And my gender this week is Virgin Callus versus Chad Tala. So Um, true. He wishes he was her. Like, he came around in the end. I understand. Everyone has a different journey. He heard about her and he was like, I want to be like her. I don't think he did because if he had heard of her, he would have been there sooner. Okay. I like the idea of of Sabine telling him about her and he's like, oh, that's a lot like me when you think about it. And she's like, but did you die though? (laughs) He's like, "Uh, not yet. And she's like, okay, we'll think on that. Yeah. Let's try harder next time, babes. That's to be suicide baiting. I don't think she's suicide baiting him. I think she's just implying that maybe he needs to work harder and maybe die. She's like, she's like, are you down? Would you die for the cause, bitch? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, hmm, yeah, you haven't. Actions speak louder than words. If Tala had been in Rebels, this wouldn't have happened. So true. Kanan would still be alive. Ezra wouldn't be missing. No, Tala would have gone straight for Price's throat immediately. Immediately. Hi, my name is Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. 
my gender of the week was actually um, assigned to me by my friend Katie, who is a listener. Um, and it is the artist formerly known as Anakin Skywalker. Um, <laughs> because this was the great flashback episode that all the like toxic boys were like waiting for. But it really was just like, hey, remember this idiot? Yeah, he's still that idiot. He's just is fucking seven feet tall and in a suit. And I think that's very funny. Um, we're going to talk about him a lot more. And I don't how... think we are. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> we won't um, be doing that. Sorry, we're guys. We're not. But, but yeah. Hi, I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. Um, you can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. That's K-A-W-A-I-I Jessio. And my gender this week is... No thoughts, head empty, Luke Skywalker. So true. I do love Luke just being like, damn, that's some bullshit. Anyway, I'm taking a nap now. He must be having buckwild dreams. He's like, <laughs> okay, but to be fair, that's how he is their whole life. Like, you know, in The Last Jedi, he's like, I'm fishing, I'm in my little hut, whatever. Leia's like, I'm 60 years old and still swinging. I gotta fight the First Order, whatever. I'm like, wow, things really don't change ever interesting before we get into it though whether or not you are on twitter or you're on other social media where they have reposted this it has been quite refreshing that these star wars social media handles have decided to start bullying the motherfuckers back the fandom menace people i never thought i'd see some shit like that in my life i don't know you've seen before how um they were like hey if Moses Ingram is great, stop being racist. And then after that, Ewan McGregor was like, hey, stop. Um, and that was really great. And then this week, Happy Pride Month, um, they posted one of the Pride variant covers for the Pride collection of the Marvel comics. And um, some idiot responded being like, keep that woke shit out of my star. It's not political, whatever. And the... The very, the Star Wars swagmen, um, they did respond and they were like, well, politics, Star Wars has always been political. It is in the name of Star Wars. And also queer people existing is not inherently, um, I don't know if they said inherently political or whatever. And I was like, those are both things that we say on here a lot or whatever. And I was like, I never in my mother, I work in social media for a living and for brands and IP and shit. Like, I never in my motherfucking life would have thought that that would ever happen with Star Wars, my jaw did hit the floor. It is still a corporation, and I'm still trying to, like, not make a big deal out of it or anything, but I was like, holy shit. I just wanted to say that I saw one of those, that response from the, the Star Wars Twitter. It was just like, yeah, like, it's always been political, and, like, you know, this just exists, and then someone responding to them, and they were just like, oh, what, are we going to talk about, like, taxes next? Like, what is this shit? And then people roasting that person because they're just, like, screenshot of the opening crawl of Phantom Menace. <laughs> they're oh just God. like, I guess you're not really a Star Wars fan if you couldn't even remember the whole reason <laughs> why the Phantom Menace started was because of the taxation. I also saw a response um, that was like, Star Wars isn't political like one in Star Wars has it been like reflective of like our politics here in the real world and someone was like the like originals are like a critique of like U.S. imperialism and they were like what that means the U.S. would be the empire and it fucking sent me to goddamn space yes oh that one was one where they were like 
the only they were like star wars isn't like about a real life war unless it was talking about vietnam and in that case the usa would be the empire also i'm actually sorry i had i had one more thing um one might say like well there's still no fucking queer characters on screen in star wars like why bother saying something like that and there's also a lot of too little too late kind of stuff and i agree with a lot of that but also like for example with the accolade show they have cast um a queer non-binary person of color as the lead as far as we know and probably the lead may be queer themselves and i i hope that that it's starting to do shit like now even though it's far too little too late i would hope would lay the foundation for when you have a large queer character on screen i'm saying words that are never gonna happen but if we were to have it then at least we would set the precedent of um we have been bullying people into submission beforehand um which is cool instead of just being like oh no people are misogynistic racist homophobic transphobic what do we do so hopefully it's setting a better precedent until then beating some bitches with a bat before then no because you don't understand komak vitus is gonna be in the the obi-wan finale and he's gonna kiss obi-wan gently on the (laughs) mouth and be like hey dude um this is pretty fucked up i was just running in the woods what happened obi-wan ran into the woods and got stuck in the world between worlds and now he's in Kenobi. and got fucking spat out on tatooine and he's like what the fuck happened we're about to he get fu- he fucking shows up at the liar's homestead and reva walks in and she's like oh who are you and he's like that's I could a ask the same girl question what's up i hate your i like your outfit don't love your little red lightsaber <laughs> Okay, and concept, this is how Comac Vitus can just sort of insert his way into the Lars polycule. And then this is how we get the whole thing. Okay, the idea that Comac Vitus is the thing that fixes the now broken Lars Organa polycule that Obi-Wan broke by leaving. And they're like, well, we have this guy now and he's twice as cunt as you. So I don't know why you think you can come crawling back after leaving. Just saying that's be possible. Okay. I just want to mention also at the end of this episode or towards the end of this episode, we have Bail Organa sending that little message being like, hey, if you don't answer me, I'm going to be really concerned. I'm going to have to go to Tatooine and make sure that like Luke is okay. The Bail Organa, the Bail Organa portion and connection into that polycule, we have not, we're not discussing it. We're not discussing it enough. No, because I think here's a thing that I never even really thought about until right now. The idea Owen and like Owen and Baru knowing Bale and Brea and just being like, so te- like fucking <laughs> Owen fucking texts Bale and he's like, hey, you just wanted to see if Leia's also doing this thing because uh, Luke's doing it. Want to make sure it's not like a he's weird thing. Yeah, Luke is levitating thing. in the middle of the night. D- does Leia do that? <laughs> and Bale's like, oh yeah, that's fine. So yeah. oh, thank God, I thought I was a bad parent. <laughs> she like influences people's minds all the time. We got to tell her to cut out. Like Luke does that, right? And he's like, uh, no. And he's like, oh, interesting. Oh, what, like, what if they like, were really competitive parents? <laughs> no, oh no, because they so, they they would be the worst competitive. Like, also, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna introduce a concept, but mommy blogger Bail Organa, I so feel is, a, is a true statement in my yes, opinion. so true. And I'm just, He'd be and so I'm not, proud of Leia. He's just like, look at my, like, my daughter today. Like, look no, at Leia, do be a like, little spin, show them your outfit. It wouldn't even be like a, like, a, like a proud of you thing. Like she'd make like a paper cutter at school and it wouldn't even be like, oh, she made this. He'd be on his like Twitter being like, it's better than everyone else's. You know that. 
in your heart. I do fear that he would be one of those girl dad people. <laughs> yes, he has a shirt that says ha- hashtag girl dad. Bail Organa's hashtag girl dad shirt is everything to me. Girl dad crop top? Bria's yeah. like, I don't want to associate with this. No, because listen, solidarity, Bail's girl dad shirt versus Baru's boy mom shirt. So the two true. genders, we've cracked the code. They would be besties. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He would learn about how... Um, spoilers for queen's hope but he would he would learn about how like baru was a part of a like uh freeing slaves operation with sabe on actually he probably would already know about that maybe eventually because of sabe or whatever on tatooine and he'd be like so slay um of you i just think that they are they're neat um i hope i get to see bail organa again one more time i miss him very much i wanted to talk about the the flashbacks the the sleigh little flashbacks we got mullet obi-wan back again i mean we kind of have him but it wasn't like fully like mullet you know but like flashback obi-wan was fully like it's me again attack of the clones here we here we come although i was like oh no not anakin's little rat tail again poor hayden christensen they were like you're back you don't get the fun wig you get the rat tail you get the rat tail, and not just that. Also, we deep fake the shit out of that guy who is playing Luke Skywalker. You, for the most part, are just gonna raw dog it, and it'll be fine. And honestly, I you know, liked it. I thought it was fine. I appreciate that they did not deep fake his face. Good God! Yeah. How funny would it have been if they did deep fake his face, though? Please like don't. they just deep faked him to be like twenty years younger. Because I was like, oh my God, Anakin Skywalker. He is like the he's like the forty year old virgin, and I love that for him. At that point, he is the forty year old virgin. Like, he that's is before he met Padme. I think it'll be funny if they're like, oh, actually, guys, because Anakin Skywalker looks older. Is this a retcon? Are they going to make Anakin older in Attack of the Clones? This is how woke Disney is ruining Star Wars. No, Anakin was just like a little tired during that that part. You know, sometimes sometimes when you're really tired, sometimes you just look like that. I think Anakin was just probably really tired during that day. No, he's like, Master, I don't want to um, do a duel right now. I have not slept in 48 hours. And everyone's like, no, buddy, we got to train. So, okay. And this is my concept. He wasn't tired. He just took about like a, I, I want to say like a two and a half minute detour on the beach from old and like just added on a couple years <laughs> how does he um youngify himself again then so he went to the actual i, I don't know if you guys have heard about this i, I know it's still under wraps but i didn't want to talk about it uh the beach from young is a new movie coming out that i'll be directing the, the so, movie, and it, is it is it called young or is it called the beach from young no, so it's no. Titled the beach from young i i because basically in the universe of the movie the beach from young there's a beach that makes you young also with the, the flashbacks, because, you know, the whole time it's like basically Obi-Wan trying to tell Anakin, like, hey, bestie, you got to learn how to be patient, like, um, and not always just be on the f- offensive. You could, like, take some pointers and step <laughs> and until you learn to be more patient, you're going to just be a Padawan forever, bestie. And you kind of see in the episode, like, but. Vader this entire time has been being patient because he's just like, I know what you're up to, girl boss, pussy queen. I'm going to dub you Quizzy 2.0 and um, let you do your thing. And by the end of it, when 
sorry to skip to the end, but when our our beloved girl boss Riva is like, time to to kill you, he's just like, nah, I knew you were you were gonna try to pull this shit on me. You can't pull a fast one on me. I'm I'm Vader. And I'm just like, fuck you, Vader. But also he's he finally learned his lesson. Something that I will say when he's like dude, if you don't learn patience, you're going to be a Padawan forever. I'm like, he really should talk to the, the, the toxic girlies on Star Wars Twitter and TikTok who are like, why don't we say flashbacks in the first episode? Dear, maybe you should have some patience because this this thing called a story structure. Anyway. What? You mean Soups' PowerPoint wet dream couldn't happen episode one? I mean, so if true. it had, the show would probably be so much better. That was Honestly- a joke. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I will. So here's the thing too that I, I just want to circle back to. So Reva getting made the Grand Inquisitor is also it really makes sense in canon because she's also just so skinny. Like it just, I'll I think you. to be the Grand Inquisitor. No, but I, but I will say, um, the thing that I liked a lot about this episode and something that I've been feeling about, about like Star Wars in general is that for a lot of how we see Vader, it doesn't really feel like we're seeing Anakin. They really, they do feel like so, so, so separate, and like. Something that I loved about this episode was that I finally was like, not finally, but like, this is one of those moments where I was like, oh, I really do see that like, these are the same man. Like they're not two distinct people. They're not living different lives. Anakin and Vader are very much one and the same person. And I really liked how they like, just like how they shot that, but also how it factored in in story. The fact that it is Vader's lack of patience and inability to control his anger that does always end up shooting him in the foot. I was like, thematically, very slay actually. No, absolutely. And I think that also has to do a lot with because this story is being told somewhat from Obi-Wan's perspective, it's the marriage of the two. It's the the denial of like, ah, there's this scary man. He can't be my bestie. And then it's like, okay, well, fuck. He really is. He really is. And I'm gonna be about a bitch about it because this is some bullshit, which I just find to be incredibly slay. It's really nice to see that. I know we talked a little bit about it in, I believe, last week's episode, um, where I think it's really, really interesting to see Vader from a different point of view. And I think having him be like, oh, well, Riva is your point of view character. And I think now that we know a bit more about Riva, having her as our POV character has changed a lot of how we view Vader in this context. Um, And one thing that I did want to mention, I know we're kind of jumping around in the episode, but when Anakin was like, and I call him Anakin because he is, but also he's Vader. But when he's like, "Uh, yeah, oh my God. Hey, youngling, um, you think I didn't recognize you? I was like, oh, you don't feel bad about it, huh? Like, you don't feel bad about slaughtering children. Uh Uh-oh, Anakin, that's not good. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I I think that was also something that was very slay was that, this is the episode that all the dude boys wanted. They wanted the like, they wanted the flashbacks. They wanted the obviously the Revenge of the Sith parallels. Yeah, and they wanted the freaking Order sixty six Anakin. Yeah, they, player they, moment. They wanted to see him killing children, which is like Jesus Christ. They wanted to see him do all those things, but instead, in this episode, they're like, yeah, and he's really fucked up, um, and really whatever, and also not to plug the books and comics or anything but when we were talking about oh it gives us a very good picture of how they are the same person i was like deborah cho are you a fan of the charles soul comics because it is having the same vibe as vader in those comics of like he is so palpably anakin or the scene in rogue one that i love so much like he is so palpably anakin he is a bad person 
he, but he is so palpably Anakin. Um, and that makes it all the sadder. I felt good in the fact that we did like go over the things that Anakin has done that the dude bros wanted to see so bad. And it is framed as this is so terrible. This is not epic. This is harrowing, truly fucking harrowing. And Riva, I'm rooting for you, girly. I know that that's not what happened, <laughs> but in my canon, you are going to beat the shit out of him to death. I will also say this. Um, shout out to Moses Ingram for acting her fucking heart out in that scene. Because when she was like, where were you when my friend, when my literal like friends who were kids were getting killed by him? And I was like, I'm getting emotional at this. Like, I think one thing, my biggest gripe about Order 66 is that often when it's presented, it's presented as like shocking, but not like sad and or like, like genuinely harmful. And like, you really feel for her in this moment and you like, I was thinking about it a lot because in terms of like viewing Order 66 as genocide, one of the ways that people survive them is by joining up with the people doing the genocide in the first place. And seeing Riva find this mechanism of maintaining power and stability as joining up with the empire is genuinely interesting. And I think ultimately um, it was a really cool moment for Obi-Wan to kind of be put on the spot. And like, I, it's, I'm not being like, yeah, Obi-Wan, where were you? But like, just the the recognition of the fact that he does bear responsibility in who Anakin ultimately becomes. And I think the biggest thing about this whole, like seeing what Anakin did. And I think like Ollie pointed out, like the fact that he has no remorse for it is so interesting because I feel like so often we view Anakin and Vader as like, oh, something like psychologically shifted, but like Vader is literally a step down from Anakin. Like they're not that different of people. It's just Anakin with less inhibition about it. Uh, and I was really interested to see how this episode explored a lot of those like like Mel was saying like these epic things in a very visibly unepic way because like the things that Anakin does at the end of the Clone Wars are bad and it was it was interesting to see how that functioned. I think that another really interesting part about the scene where Viva is like where were you is I think it's also like she's talking to Obi-Wan being like dude you were his master what was your sitch and I think it's easy to be like okay well he was riding around on a big ass lizard getting his ass shot down by his boyfriend but i think that it's also an interesting concept of like how do the jedi who survived order 66 look back on the jedi council because obi-wan we mustn't forget was a member of the council so at that point she's talking to obi-wan like where were you as his master but also like how come we didn't see it and i'm a jedi council jedi i'm a jedi defender to the core i think that We've been over it on this show, but there's a lot of, like, oh, well, the Jedi Council, blah, blah, blah. Like, they were in an impossible situation, which is kind of the point. But I think it's a really interesting thing to see, like, well, certain Jedi view what happened in different ways. And Reva, who is now also clouded by using the dark side, is like, fuck you guys, fuck the Council. Like, how come you guys weren't prepared for this? How come you guys didn't see this coming? How come blah, blah, blah? Like, there are so many reasons why her asking that question is so hard hitting. And especially right on the tails of her being like, yeah, I had to like use these very real tactics for how people survive situations that are very harmful that may include like mass death. Like, I, it, oh, that was just a lot. And I think it was a really, really interesting question for her to ask that informs us, that informs a lot about how People see the Jedi Council. I think this is also, so in, in one of the first couple of episodes we see Obi-Wan realize that Anakin is alive, like that Anakin is alive and that connects quite well to A New Hope. And then this is the episode where we see him 
kind of connect the dots of how does Vader affect other people? How has, and like, oh, not only is he alive, but these are the things that he did and has continued to do that I didn't really know about. And so this is something that the prequels have done well and that this show does really well is make the original trilogy, especially A New Hope, uh, give them more depth, I think. Like, Obi-Wan is very, and some people blame him for this when he's with Luke. He's like, we don't have time. Um, You got to go kill your dad. And people are like, whoa, slow down. And it's probably because at first he spent 10 years thinking Anakin was fucking dead and blaming himself. Then he realizes he's alive, realizes all the horrible shit he did at even after Order 66. And the ways that it's affected people, and this is the first time he sees it, I'm sure there's going to be more obviously the people hunting Leia or whatever and then from the next 10 years until until Luke is whatever he's like he's gotta go he's gotta go like and and this is this is the start of that um almost an obsession if you will which is a bit sad for 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 Luke or whatever but it's like for me I was like oh this is the first time he's had to really go oh shit he didn't even know he was alive before yeah and I could see that being a way that uh, Obi-Wan is freezing in in his like desire to teach Luke not only because the 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 Larses are like hey dude can you step the fuck away from our child right now um but also like if he fucks this up he fucks it up so hard that the galaxy will explode for reals for real speaking of like Obi-Wan's sort of paralysis one thing that I loved about this episode which I similarly love about pretty much every non-force sensitive character in Star Wars um, is that whenever they're involved in the rebellion, they're very much like, yeah, we could fuck it up. And yes, it's could be very poorly, but like the only opposition to fascism is fighting. It's not neutrality. Um, like, cause Tala has a moment where she's like, look, dude, I did some fucked shit. Like no way around that. I did bad things, but the only way that I can even get close to atoning for those is to do better and be better. And if that means losing my life for this, then I'll do that. But it, cause I think ultimately we, what we've been watching Obi-Wan re-become over the over the course of the show is like what the Jedi I think ultimately are meant to be which is just a group of people for the defense of others and like he's very got he's gotten back into that role of like not just leadership necessarily but like realizing that the only way to deal with the Empire and to deal with Vader by extension is not to sit there and be like wow that sucks because I mean tell us the point is like yeah it does the only alternative to sitting there and saying it sucks is dealing with it and you're you're out of options we gotta go this episode there was such a clear to me um moment where obi-wan shifted back into jedi mode of him being like okay i am the negotiator i'm gonna go talk to reva i'm going (laughs) i'm i'm emailing taylor myself i'm going to i'm going to her to like talk and it just reminded me so much of in the clone wars movie where he goes to talk to fucking that gentleman i don't remember what his name is he looks like an armadillo and then he does ass not David Tennant. Oh my god, not David Tennant. Oh my god, what is his name? John DiMaggio? John DiMaggio. I was gonna call Damn him- it. Sorry, I got I was my- gonna call him Tony Shalhoub, and so I was like, that's not correct. Neither of us were uh- <laughs> right. We both wrong white men. Yeah, so true. Anyways, and then did, you know, violate a Geneva Convention, but it's okay, because they're fascists. Question mark. Obi-Wan, the amount of times that bitch is false or falsely surrendered, I can think of at least three yeah. off the top of my head. This one, when he was talking to the, the Zygerians and in the Clone Wars movie, like, dude, I mean, slay, but also. 
The Zygerians, they're, they're slavers. No, you know what? Listen, Fuck them. I'm, uh, I'm not saying that he was ever wrong. I'm just saying that it is a violation of the Geneva Convention. It is. It is. Um, when you said that there's a clear moment, like last week we talked about like, oh, he's slowly, like he's wearing Jedi clothes again. I'm like in this one, he sees lightsabers and he's like wearing a cloak again and whatever. But there's also, and we see him doing the, the you see him becoming more of a Jedi again. And I think what Noah was trying to say of like, of being helpers or whatever. Like I see them, the Jedi are not usually the ones to instigate something. What they want to be is, and what they are supposed to be is the catalyst to help others initiate change or to help themselves. That's their whole thing. They're like, we are diplomats or we come there and we help, whether that's the defense or whatever. Um, And that's, he's slowly going back into that. Um, but we also saw him switch back into Clone Wars battle mode. There were several moments in this where I was like, whoa, this has become a Clone Wars episode. Holy shit. Um, and obviously there are actually a lot of references to different parts of Star Wars. Um, Rogue One, um, Rogue One, uh, the Clone Wars, um, various other things that we'll get into um, in, this, in this episode that I was just like, Deborah Cho... You motherfucking get it. You get it more than any other bitch. Maybe the only other bitch who gets it is Dave Filoni. But like Deborah Cho, I'm obsessed with mine. Deborah Cho can write a woman. Dave Filoni cannot say the same. So Anyways, true. Um, yeah, I completely agree. The the Rogue One parallels, the the K two S O vibes and Bodhi Rook vibes of Ooh. of Tala and of um. Oh my god ned b is that what his name is yeah ned okay b. i always wanted to just call him ned and so i know that that's not his full name is there a relation do we know if he is related to mel b or is that like a so true same... he's oh mel God. b's cousin <laughs> um yeah it, it did hurt me quite badly when ned got shot like that i was like no my homeboy <laughs> there is a line in the in the rogue one novelization when k2so is dying and he um it is quite possibly one of the saddest lines in any Star Wars book where he, I believe he says, uh, K2SO tried to like visualize or run through a scenario uh, where Cassie and Andor lived and that made him happy or something like in his last moments. And you're like, hey, what the fuck? What the fuck? And that's all I could think about as I was watching this, especially because she dies anyway. I was like, oh, oh, no. I hate it here. It's quite dark, isn't it? Speaking of like parallels and other things that remind us of other things, the the part specifically in this episode that gave me the most like chilling, like, oh, there's things happening um, and just kind of helped me connect some of these dots earlier uh, before we started recording. Um, but Vader does that thing where he like takes the ship out of the sky, which was also very um, Clone Wars ask of like ha 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 we got you but vader taking he the rips ship. it to shreds exactly he like beats it the fuck up very fallen order when he's just like ripping shit apart that's so what true. i said when i watched the episode too i was like oh my god fallen order moment i know i'm like just imagine me running inside of that ship being like oh my god he's gonna beat my ass i gotta go the visual of that reminded me of a couple of things one, for me, as a High Republic stand, it reminded me of Avar Chris when she takes down the Nile ship where she's like, okay, you're you're coming home with me. Please cease and desist. I'm going to beat the shit you're out of done. you. Um, and that's a moment of rage consuming her, right? Um, and then 
Jess, do you want to talk about the things that it reminded you of? Yeah, like in um, Rise of Skywalker, the moment where Rey is like, no, you're not fucking taking my bestie Chewbacca away. Get the fuck back here right now. So see, we love a Rey Skywalker and Anakin parallel. The the other parallel um, is from is Ahsoka and I thought about Ahsoka a lot in this episode um her presence is very both felt and her absence is felt in the show um but in that moment like there's a notable moment when she also she's one of the few Jedi other than the fucking chosen one um and Rey who is obviously super powered for other reasons and um Avar Chris who just be like that sometimes um but (laughs) um She's got that special High Republic juice. Um, But she's one of the few Jedi who can just stop a ship. And she stops she stops Maul's ship. And not just Maul's ship trying to leave. But as she is on another ship that is falling in atmosphere. Like that bitch is powerful. And with her, her moment, I, I love comparing Ahsoka moments with Vader moments. Because they are quite similar. Except for that she always chooses the light. And in that moment, it is a moment that could be a moment of rage. And then she has to choose to let him go. She has to choose to let Maul go in that moment. Um, kind of actually like Rey, where she has to, because Kylo also tries to to hang on. And then she has to let go. And then, of course, she's like, why can't I do force lightning? Uh, and then there's all that. But but it's a it's it's a very it's a very notable thing. Um, and the only other time we see someone kind of do that thing where they try to catch a ship in the air is um, there's two Inquisitors that try to do it together. They're not powerful enough to do it themselves uh, in Rebels. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's very interesting to me to see it. But I, speaking on parallels with Ahsoka, um, there's obviously like certain like shots and things like that. Um, we obviously have the parallel between the Revenge of the Sith fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin and then the flashback that we have. But there are also some parallels between the Riva and Ahsoka, uh, the Riva and vader fight and the and twilight of the apprentice that are (laughs) very upset um i talked about this a little bit but like from the comics we know that the inquisitors they are purposely trained to not be able to beat palpatine and vader um and you know some people have said that like their lightsabers are purposely kind of shit so that they could they would not be able to and all these kinds of things but reva especially she's young enough that she wasn't just a Jedi who defected or went to the dark side and became an Inquisitor. She was young enough that all of her training had to have been in the Inquisitorious or by herself. So it either came from fucking Quizzy or or Vader himself. And it's very, I'm like, did she ever directly train under Vader? Because I love, I love how Vader, he has, he, Anakin had his little besties. And then Vader is like, I'm going to have the dark and twisted evil versions of my old besties because I don't have my old besties anymore. And it just makes me think of her as a parallel to Ahsoka in a way. Especially because Ahsoka, she doesn't choose revenge. She's very much of a, I'm I'm no Jedi. I do whatever the fuck I want. Um, but not revenge, but kind of deal. Anyways. I just wanted to say that moment where Reva's fighting Vader, the, the little um girl boss, boy boss battle. Oh. Vader's not a boy boss. I'm sorry. Uh, flop uh, but, guy. Yeah, flop guy. Girl boss versus flop guy. But I was I was really hoping for um hello helicopter saber moment. I mean it did start spinning and that was very um swag, but 
was just like, girl, just start hovering and then kick it, kick his ass. He also split the sabers in half. I know he split and, in and half. Did and it. I was like, Ahsoka moment, Jesus! And then the, he kind of like tossed one aside because he's like, I don't need to because I'm Slay. And then they started fighting with both halves, and I thought that was very epic and cool. I love a good lightsaber fight, but also just like. Vader, I hate you. Props to Reva because that fight fucked. Like, I was having the time of my life watching that. I loved how, no matter which way he threw her, she would literally just like do like a roll or a flip and be like, I am still going to kick your ass. Like, like, was it a, was it kind of a flop when he stabbed her? Very much so. However, uh, she was very slave for the entire fight. So, like, ratio wise, I feel like she's still, she's still pulling ahead. And I mean, I know the Inquisitors are not, like, trained to beat him. However, if we were to consider the Inquisitorious uh, RuPaul's Drag Drag Race, Hellworld, (laughs) if we were to consider this RuPaul's Pod Race, and I were to suggest maybe that this is, like, a lip sync for your life, I'm just saying that she almost won. This could have, like, I'm just saying. And what no one showed, actually, is that she was given the position of Grand Inquisitor because she lip synced against Quizzy, and she actually won that time. And they were like, well, give immunity this week. And then it, it ran out. And um, yeah, he just, he was actually Quizzy was there in every single shot, but he was turned to the side so you couldn't see him. I'll and then when there, for the reveal, he, just, he turned no. around because no. he's so skinny. No. Anyways. Noah, how um, old is that reference? When was the first, when was the last time you think someone made a joke oh, about that? Oh, years ago. Yeah. Probably literally decades even. Anyways, what I was going to say to that is two things I just realized. Thing number one, Reva is a lot like Maul when you think about yes. it. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. Um, Absolutely fueled by revenge, taken in by the dark side without much of a choice, literally no choice, and just fucking ready to kill some bitches. Followed by two, Claudia said earlier that Anakin keeps on trying to just like find replacements for his old besties, and that is the vibe that this gave, uh, this episode gave in a roundabout way because there were some moments very early on in the episode with Reva and Anakin that felt very Thrawn alliances so oh we have to discuss quite a lot about Thrawn alliances (laughs) in this episode because they're not only Reva and Vader but also the moment the moment with uh they have the parallels in the in the in the past with Obi-Wan and Anakin and he's like your lust for vengeance or your lust for violence or whatever i can't remember what the exactly says um that's gonna be your downfall and you're really not gonna progress other than that and a big thematic thing in thrawn alliances which has a similar storytelling thing where we are in the present with vader and thrawn and then we keep flashing back to anakin and thrawn when they first met is anakin as a jedi saying to him of like you know, well, victory is more important than revenge. Um, And then at some point, then we get to the Sith Lord Vader and Thrawn, who is the logical person. He does not, he does not usually use a a Jedi mindset or anything like that. But, and, and ironically, thinking about victory is also not a Jedi mindset. Um, But he basically throws Anakin's words right back at him uh, when he is Vader and clearly knows that he is Vader at this point. And he's like, Hey, bestie, I know you're going a little ham about this right now, but remember, victory is more important than revenge. And I, I feel like it almost made it almost made it deeper in that like 
he had that same conversation, that same issue with Obi-Wan that then carried over. And then he had, and then he had it again after with Thrawn. I was screaming and I was crying and I was throwing up. And I also think that's also why Thrawn kind of unsettles uh, Anakin and Vader quite a lot because these are things that his master says to him. And he's like, who is this random blue bitch who's saying the same things to me? What the fuck? I want to briefly talk about, because I saw some people being like, Oh no, are they going to retcon Luke and Leia's first meeting being on the, the Death Star when he saves her? Uh, besties, I really, not to speculate, but I really don't think Leia and Luke are going to meet. I think she is going to get sent back to Alderaan finally, like return to her parents. <laughs> Bale, our, you know, our girl, girl dad, Bale, who's just like, can I have my daughter back now, please? And we, I think, are going to go back to Tatooine. Obi-Wan's like, okay, I gotta go return to being a hermit and watching Luke from a distance. And even if they did, how many people do you remember meeting in Tatooine? Yeah, they're like literally, they're literally like children. I could not tell you a single thing that happened before like two years ago. So I'm just saying. I also, and this is my thing about like, I think it'd be funny if they were to meet also because like, the idea that Leia across her entire life never meets a single other human being named Luke. Like he's like, oh, my name's Luke. And she's like, oh my God, wow. You wouldn't have any this one guy from like almost a decade ago, right? Like it's been it's been a hot minute. Have I seen he's like, I don't know who you're talking about. Like, here's my thing. Maybe Leia would remember, but Luke for certain would not. That little that little gay farm boy has nothing going yeah, on nope. up here. And I stand he by was- that. He was resting peacefully, didn't have a care in the world. He's just like, I'm being a little farm boy on in the middle of the desert, you know? No thoughts, head empty. Leia is literally out here, like, having a galactic adventure fighting for her life. And Luke is like, I love sand. I like the collecting water from the sand. I also just know, I only the only reason I kind of want their kids selves to meet is because Leia would be like, I like things that are smart and interesting. And Luke would be like, I like dirt. Like, I just know that that's how it would go. He's like, fuck Anakin. I love sand. I love that it's gritty and gets everywhere. Once you said mall parallels, it really made me think, because, like, I love to think about, like, mall and Anakin as parallels of, like, mall really had no choice to be in the dark side. And eventually he re- he realizes that. And he's like, everybody has fucked me over. Everybody. Everybody has fucked me over. And Anakin makes the choice. He's like, I think both the dark side and fascism are great and he makes the choice and he had every opportunity maul did not have every opportunity neither did reva and reva's like i guess this is it um and they have a lot of parallels but also there is that like determination that revenge but also for the both of them in that they're quite systematic they're not like crazy they're systematic they're political like she's like i'm gonna climb through the ranks Again, we've been talking about the workplace comedy of the Inquisitorius, but she's like, I'm going to join this company just so I can depose the VP because I hate him so much. That's the only reason I'm, I'm getting a job at this company, um, which is the same reason that Maul is like, I'm going to destabilize an entire system just because I want to use it to lure one motherfucker and kill one motherfucker. Like, he's super they're super methodical and super political about it i just it's very interesting to me i think it's very interesting um do we have any final thoughts about this episode yes the show is slaying yeah i mean that's um that's that's the show is slaying um i i like this episode a lot it 
was not like something that I was like, oh, finally, like this, I wasn't like, a, it was bad before this. Like I've, I've liked it through and through. I mostly just want to see uh, what I want most out of it now is just a good culmination for Reva's character. Cause I find her so deeply interesting that I really do hope she gets to be more than dead by the end of episode six. Like, I, I don't mean that like a, in a comedy way, like I don't really care how it has to happen. I just want her to get to be a character beyond getting murdered by Vader or Obi-Wan. Absolutely. That is my biggest fear going into this finale. I was like, listen, we've already killed one of our our leads of color who is a woman. You can't we can't do this again. We can't do it, loves. So here we're we're fighting for, for Team Reva for, for the finale. Let's go. Uh, my thoughts on the, the episode, it was really good, very slay. Uh to all the people who were like, oh, the show sucky until like this episode they're like yeah finally a good episode uh fuck you in particular i hope you step on a lego um (laughs) uh and as for cody watch he he wasn't there but you know it didn't matter because this this show is still very yas and slay i think cody is just you know taking a vacation that's why he hasn't been around he's like sorry Sorry, Obi-Wan, I don't, it's not my time to go pass away in your little boyfriend graveyard yet. I'm going to go to Disneyland with Corky. So true. What I will also say is that depending on what time that this flashback took place on, he could be alive. He's just on Camino, an indirect yeah, Cody definitely. No, he definitely was alive during that flashback because that definitely looked like Anakin was supposed to be like, you know, before Attack of the Clones during his little because he's still got his little rat tail so like cody rex all all the besties they're just on camino chilling a win for cody watch <laughs> welcome to fantastic uh fantastic is a segment wherein i have scoured the internet for the world's most buck wild fan casts um, sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're just dog shit. Tonight we've got a pretty mixed bag. Are you guys ready? So how this works is I'm going to name an actor or a series of actors and everyone's going to have to guess who they have been fan casted as. I'll start off interesting. Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Mr. Bean? Mr. Bean. Champ Sedula. <laughs> no. Giriza Borelios. No. Okay. Is is a human? No. Okay, yeah, of course I should have Hondo guessed. Hondo Onaka. No. <laughs> what is... era? Um, it's not a yes or no question. Prequels era. Um, this character is in the prequels era. Are they in the Clone Wars? They are in the Clone Wars. Okay. Um, are they also are they... in Rebels? Yes. Are, have they been in live action? Yes. Oh, shit. Is it Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> that is a human. Oh, yeah. Masamita. Nope. Masamita. Can you imagine? What is Masamita? Masamita. Also, when was he in Rebels? I don't. Do you don't remember the five episode Masamita arc in Rebels? Wait, I No, not Quizzy. Quizzy was not in the Clone Wars. Mr. Bean Quizzy? (laughs) Oh, wait. In the Clone Wars. Where are you? Y'all know the y'all know man versus B. <laughs> Not man. We can't Wait, do man this, versus are, B. Did you already answer if they were force sensitive or not? They are not force sensitive. 
Are they, um... <laughs> Dexter Jetster. No. When is Dex in Rebels? Yeah, when is he oh, in I'm Rebels? Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so this character is not Force-sensitive. They're in both the Clone Wars and Rebels. How and appear- live action. Oh, so they've appeared in a movie. They have been in, to my knowledge, all but one movie. C-3PO? No. R2? Yes. <laughs> Why? Mr. Bean is R2? I don't know how it would work, but I saw it and I was like, I have to bring that it. That is why. Hmm. Not what I pictured R2's internal monologue to sound like. No, me neither. Where are you? <laughs> like, put him next to the fact that Ben Schwartz plays BB-8. Like, I know. I'm like, what the fuck is this combo? very funny. All right. Are you ready? Next one. These two, uh, it's a group of actresses. Emma Stone. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. What? Sabine Wren. <laughs> no. How Ray? Do... No, not Ray. Are they human? Have they, have they been in any of the cartoons? Yes and yes. Are they force sensitive? No. Hera Syndulla. No. Okay, no, I don't know why. They're human, right? Yes. Baru Whiteside. <laughs> no. Leo Organa. No. Okay, Aubrey Plaza is Leo Organa. <laughs> That's just like in Troopers. In are they in the prequels era? Yes. Padme, Padme Amidala. Yes, Padme Amidala. <laughs> Emma Stone what? is Padme. Florence Pugh. Is she Harrison Dula? No. Darth Maul. She no. human. No. Is she human? She is human. Force sensitive. No. Why did she almost say in she the, in the prequels era? <laughs> Um, she is technically in the prequels era, yes. Is she in a, in a, in, um, the Clone Wars? Yes. Is she in the Bad Batch? No. Okay, so a Clone Wars era character, are they, is that the only thing they appear in? No. Okay, are they in the movies? No. Okay, are they in a book? I don't think she's ever mentioned in a book. Okay, so just Clone Wars as of right now. Satine? No. <laughs> is this character in any of the the shows the tv yes. shows in Clone like the live Wars. action ones bo-katan yes. bo-katan crease <laughs> i was gonna say that <laughs> what <laughs> lauren's view as bo-katan i mean kind of way um are you ready for this one this one made me laugh also it's irrelevant because of stranger things finn wolfhard Lux Bonturi. Kylo, Kylo, Kylo Ren. Not Kylo Ren and not Lux Bonturi. <laughs> Wesra Bridger? No. Wesra? Anakin Skywalker. Not Anakin. Luke? No. Oh. Um, is he a... force sensitive? No. Uh... <laughs> you said that was. Have they been no. in the Clone Wars or Rebels? They have been in Rebels. Wedge Antilles? No. Mart Matten? Yes. <laughs> Why are they oh. whitewashing Mart Matten? Why are they do- Mart Matten? His uncle is- His uncle is His Commander Sato. What? Mart why Matten. would you do that? Why would you Why like Mart why Matten. would you Mart, I'm so sorry, King. Of Waleb Doom and Wart Matten. Mart and Wolf. Okay, are you ready Get for this? That next out of here, one? Claudia. I'm so yeah. excited. Idris Elba. <laughs> Wait, Tom Hardy. Champs and Dula. No. Damn it. Gobi. Force sensitive. Not Gobi. Gobi Glee. <laughs> no. Starring in the in the new hit summer blockbuster, Gobi, starring Idris Elba. That is the 
Gobi Disney Plus series. No. Wait, are wait, they wait, human? So, so they are not human, and they are force sensitive. So it's Idris Elba and or Tom Hardy, like playing the same character. Yes, that's Kit, an interesting. Kit are they a Jedi? Not Kit Fisto, and they are not a Jedi. Oh, okay. Maul? So, but they are force sensitive. Not they are force sensitive, and it's not Maul. Savage. Yes, Savage Oppress. <laughs> Tom okay. Hardy as Savage Oppress is such a. Okay, I all right. He would jump into a lobster tank as Savage Oppress. So true. Are we ready for the finale, the last one? I'm scared. Mm-hmm. He, this gentleman shows up in Fantastic so much, and I think it's because people <laughs> only know a few brown actors. Tekka Waititi. Uh-oh. And Lena Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, for the same what? character? Yes. Jam Sindula. <laughs> not Jam Sindula. Are they human? Gron. <laughs> no, not human, not Gron. Are they, Gron. Are they a Lena droid? Lena Dunham is Gron. Not a droid. <laughs> okay, no. Are they no, sensitive? No, Tarek and no. Sarah. No. No, you guys hear me out. It's the hit HBO show Girls, but it's Grons, and it's just four of the Get out. Get out. Room in the Have Gron they been costume. in live action? Yes. Have they been in the cartoons? Um, I don't know if they've been in the cartoons ever. Okay, so this is a so non-human live action bitch. Okay. So this is a non-human, but not a droid, who could be played by. <laughs> Wait, you said they're not force sensitive, right? They are not force sensitive. Jabba the Hutt. Not Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) Have they been in the prequels or? Not to my knowledge, they were not in the prequels. Original trilogy? Yes. Would you say that this character is likely to have dated Jack Antonoff and then been cheated on by Lord producing Alan Melodrome? Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Is this character... Not Bib Fortuna. I like where your head is at, though. Beezer Fortuna. Not Beezer. I wish it was Boss. <laughs> Not Boss. Is this character a man? Yes. Hmm. Well, actually, well, I think we actually have had his pronouns. He at least uses Ooh. human pronouns. Oh, so Dengar. Not Dengar. I could see. I could see they them Dengar. Dengar was human. Is Dengar not human? Dengar. Oh is yeah, human. he is human. So they're not force sensitive. Are they a bounty hunter? For Lom. I don't is it know Baylor? what his deal is. No, it is not Valance. Valance, Baylor. even though he's a cyborg, is a freaking... Taika Waititi? Wait, hey, if you're Waititi? listening, if you're listening, Taika Waititi Lena is Dunham? Valance. Lena Dunham? Guys, Lena Dunham this is so Valance? funny, because I actually no. just saw a Valance headcanon, like a fan cast today. Um, it was from someone, let me see who it was. It was Twitter user at Ollie Fresh. Uh, they said that they should play Valance I think they should. Action, so. no, I, okay, I could wait. see them as a good balance. Um, I'm just saying, you know. I think so I, too, Jess. Um, I can see it. But I have a question. Uh, is it Admiral Akbar? No, it is not. Once again, I like where your head is at. Is though. it Yoda? No. Okay, no, because hear me out on this. Yoda's more sensitive. I just want to recreate every scene in Girls, but it's a Star Wars character for Lena Dunham. Perhaps even, like... I'm trying to think of who we she don't know Adam don't Driver. Know. Keep Adam Driver. The we same. don't want to talk about don't girls, know. Noah. Yeah, I don't know anything about girls, and I want to keep it that way. Uh, okay, wait. You said original trilogy. Is he in all three movies, no, or just he is one not. of them? Is it Nine Up? No, it is not Nine Up. Sorry for yelling. That would have been I was going to ask about Nine Up, but I was just like, I don't know if it would be Nine Up. Is this he in character? A new are they? Are they? He is in a New Hope. Are they in the is Rebellion? Freaking Noah said is he in the Rebellion? No. 
Is it Greedo? Yes, it is Greedo. Oh my god. <laughs> I like the Disney Plus original series Greedo starring Taika Waititi. Oh, I for Lena Dunham. I think it'd be way funnier. I, I also love that when you when you heard my question, you were like, and Greedo is likely to have dated Jack Antonoff at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Thank you that for was, playing. That, that was, was so good. Thank you. It is time for our favorite segment, which is a name that ship. And what this segment is, is one of our hosts will find a fan fiction and we will read off the relevant information, like, like the tags, some of the other characters, the rating, etc. And the other hosts will have to guess who the main ship is. And I have got one today that was submitted to us um, by uh, F Fauna. So it's just Fauna, but with two Fs. And it is... I'm obsessed with it. I've read it. I've read it like three times. I think it is, it's kind of everything to me. Uh, there's not a lot of tags. Oh, it has a twist ending. So I'll go ahead without further ado. This is character A slash character B and character C slash character D. So there's two ships. Characters are character A, Sheaf Palpatine, character B, Mace Windu. Additional tags, alternate universe Kenna Divergence, fake slash pretend relationship, secret relationship, Assassination, Canon Divergence, Canon Divergence, and then it says a movie. So like everything after this movie is different. But I would say that this is more based on the era than the movie itself. It is part of a series that again has a very fun name, but I cannot. I and I can't read this. The summary is hilarious, but I can't read it until after. Okay, prequels era. It is prequels era. Yes. Okay. Um. Is so. Is it after? Attack of the Clones? Yes. Okay, so we'll go with, we have to guess four characters? Yes. Is... Once you get one of them, the other one is going to come really easily, but the other two might be a bit of a... Anakin is one of One them? is Anakin. I will read the, I can now read the summary. It is Palpatine gets Anakin's relationship wrong, and it is can divergent for Revenge of the Sith. Uh, is Padme one of the characters? Padme is character C, who's in the other relationship. Wait, okay, so, so is, it, is this a gay or straight? This is two ship? men and two women. Is, is, the, it, is the man Captain Rex? No, but it, I like where your head is at. Is it Cody? No. <laughs> is the woman with Padme um, Ala Secura? No. Is it Sabe? No. You, Mel, you got the same first letter of the first name right. It's an A name. She doesn't usually go by her first name, but... Asajj Ventress? Yeah, it's Padme slash Asajj Ventress. That is very slay. And oh my first... god. Quinlan Voss? <laughs> no, he is not here. Oh my god. This is an AU. Spoilers for Dark Disciple. This is a Dark Disciple AU where Quinlan dies instead. That's a joke, but is, I think it'd is be funny. Is the other character Force Sensitive, the one with Anakin? No. Mm-mm. He's not Force Sensitive and he's a man. Is he a clone? He is. Yes. Oh, it's god. not Rex and it's not Cody. It's not Cody. Is it no. five? Is it Fox? No. Boyle. It, it is someone who is alive and is does know Anakin canonically. Has interacted with the, Anakin. Is it it's someone from the Bad Batch. Is it Wrecker? Hunter? Crosshair! It is it is crosshair Anakin. Um and I'm kind of obsessed with this fic because basically what happens is Palpatine says, I'm gonna just read it's three hundred words. I'm just gonna read you the first part. This is by 19BBY on AO3. I'm obsessed with your mind. Palpatine says, it's the only way to save your wife. My what? Both Sidious and Master Windu paused to stare at him. And to be fair, he and Padme had been pretty obvious, but that had been the point. 
Padme and I are certainly not married. We're not even in a relationship. We're really good friends. She's like my sister, really. And when she came to me a while ago because she wanted to fake a relationship so no one would suspect what was going on with her adventurous. And then I met someone. And that wouldn't really work out either because, well, war and stuff. So it worked for both of us. You know, it's no wonder we decided the two of us wouldn't really work out. I'm attracted to men and she's attracted to women. <laughs> That's so That's powerful. And also, in this fic, Padme and Ventress ado adopt two kids whose names are Luke and Leia. That's so powerful. This is the better version. This is, I'm obsessed with this. It's R.I.P. George Lucas. Also, Revenge the Sith Asajj's version. They are like, there's a part where Mace is like, but she's pregnant. And he's like, oh, that was fake anyway. <gasps> Not the fucking, fucking, I've, oh my God, I came by telling her almost to Sue Sylvester. Fucking, um. Terry, Terry, Terry Schuster? Schuster. <laughs> the Terry Schusterfication of Padme. No. 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 Anyway, um, thank you so much for sending that in. Um, this is great. It's also part of a series called Anakin slash Crosshair and how they assassinate Alpatine. Good for them. Also, okay, the user that sent that in is the same version as sending the Open One and Cobb Vance fix. So taste on their part, actually. Thank you Slay. for two good fix in a row. I have brought a fic to the, the table. I'm not gonna read the name of it because that could give it away, but the tags are character A slash character B, character A and character C. This is just, you know, an and ship, like they're, they're buddies, they're pals. Okay. Then character A, character B, character C. I will row this sorry excuse for a canoe by my goddamn self. Post order 66. Character B lives. Four sensitive character B. Scrapping by in a war-torn galaxy. Character A is a bounty hunter. They're both little shits and in love. You do know they're only like three to five years apart in age, depending how old character B is. Reluctant allies to lovers. I'm not going to read that tag because it will give away character A. Character C takes one look at every clone and goes, wow, this sure is sibling shaped. And character C is not super prominent, but shows up regularly those are all the tags okay so i have something i want to say very quickly this is not it i know for a fact it's not it but you said they're not that far apart in age and i was like is it <laughs> lando and obi-wan i don't no. know where that came from in my head but i needed to put it out there okay so how many of them are there's three characters to guess the first two are in the first two are, ship. are yeah ship so how are all of the mandalorian in this fic originally mandalorian i might say not um, in this fic. One of them is originally Mandalorian. And then in this, this fic, another one Character is... B is originally Mandalorian. Okay, but then did they say that Character B is something else in this fic? They said that she's Force-sensitive. They're so that... Force-sensitive in this fic. Is it Satine Kreese? No. Fuck. Is it... Padme? Are... Is one of the characters Din Djarin? No. Bo-Katan Kreese? No. Mel, the you have the... Are they all women? Mel, you're okay. heading in the right Hang direction. On. Okay, so Bo-Katan, so are, is it right that it's a female Mandalorian? No, they're not. The ship is not um, lesbians, I'm sorry. Okay. This is two men. Damn it! Okay. Gar Saxon. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, so the, the ship has the ship has one Mandalorian and one person who now is a Mandalorian. Yeah. Is my homeboy Axe Wolves in this? <laughs> no, it's not Axe Wolves! Boba, is Boba, Fett? Boba Fett is character A. Okay, and then character B 
Are they force sensitive? Yes, and this character B is force sensitive. They is are it, not originally force sensitive. Is it Quirky Crease? It is Quirky Crease. Then I've, oh my I, God, feel like I've seen this. Oh, I feel like I've seen this. Is character C Obi Wan? No. Is character C Ahsoka? No. Character C is just a character who shows up sometimes. Is character C Mandalorian? Character C is also not a Mandalorian. Is it Bounty Hunter? Are they force sensitive? No. no. Is Omega. It Onaka? It's Omega. <laughs> That's so powerful. It's so yeah. powerful. And this thick, yeah, Boba is being a Mandalorian because, you know, canonically, he's like, I'm not a Mandalorian. And yeah, Corky is now force sensitive. And Omega is there because, you know, she's Boba's sister because she's like, wow, clones are sibling shaped. Thank you so much for joining us this week on RuPaul's Pod Race. Episodes usually drop on Sundays, and while Kenobi is airing, we're back to weekly episodes. But for updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at RuPaul's Pod Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you want to ask us a question, send us a question to our TikTok Q&A or email us at rupalpspodrace at gmail.com. And if you really re- love the show, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It means a lot to us every single time. May the force be with you, and don't criff it up. Waka waka. Waka waka waka. Waka waka. waka. waka, waka.